I'm Branko Melodic, and thanks for listening to Talking Architecture and Design, brought to you in association with the Architecture and Design Network. You can catch up with news, projects, interviews, and much more at architectureanddesign.com.au, where you can also subscribe to our newsletters and magazine. And today we have with us in the studio is an urban designer who, in his own words, is all about creating places people love. Scott has over 14 years experience in urban design across Australia with a focus on large-scale precinct planning, master planning for town centres and urban regeneration. One of Hassel's senior associates, project lead on Hassel's work in the new Western Sydney Aerotropolis and its strategic urban design and public realm framework. And in a timely move, after all the rain we've had in Sydney and, and not to mention all the flooding, uh, Scott is, is tasked with implementing Hassel's vision for the newly announced prison plan, which uh, will completely transform the most degraded catchment in the Hawkesbury and Nepena River by incorporating world-leading urban planning, environment design, and, and most important, designing for country principles. But it's his work with the Western Sydney Aerotropolis that we will discuss today. So welcome to Talking Architecture and Design, Scott Davies. Thanks, Brinko. Thanks for having me. Really pleased to be here. And I do apologise for calling you Scott Davis. You'd think with someone with a name like Branko could, could pronounce an easy name like Davies, but apparently not. It's okay. I get it all the time. <laughs> okay. So tell me more about Hassel's urban design landscape and public realm framework for this new Aerotropolis, which I've got to say is the most exciting thing that's happened in Sydney design-wise uh, since the Opera House. Oh, wow. That's um, a huge compliment. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, this is work that stretches across many government agencies, many levels of government indeed, um, and across a range of design professional organisations as well. Um, so we worked with the Western Sydney Planning Partnership in concert with uh, Hill Thallus and Studio Hollenstein uh, to prepare the framework for the Aerotropolis. And that was really founded on being both country-led and landscape-led. Um, and to do that, that was really um, uh, a foundational piece in understanding place. Um, uh, we really needed to drill into uh, what the place is now, how it's operating across a range of systems, um, be that environmental, water, ecology, um, soil networks even, um, and working through um, how we can then shape the future of the urban place that supports systems rather than um, working against them. Um, and to that end, um, we worked really collectively together through COVID, another challenge, um, to prepare the frameworks. Um, and we did that um, really well and collectively. Um, some key outcomes around that really were to focus on the landscape and the water. And it's those components that have really shaped the precinct and has actually held it in really good stead 
as we've actually tested that through public engagement and through further technical input from Sydney Water as well. So we found by having those first principles right at the beginning, uh, we've been able to stay true to the plan and it um, over the coming months as well. Maybe go in a little bit more detail I and mean, how you designed the integral parts of the landscape and surrounding water and the need to shape rather than to be shaped by human settlement. Because I, I, I actually know that area kind of well and it's and it's you know it's it is far well, let me let me get it was farmland, wasn't it originally? Yeah, it's I mean it it's part of the um, Cumberland Plain um, and for uh, millennia has been used by um, the local Aboriginal people um, for a, a place for living, a place for um, hunting, um, and as a, a meeting place. Um, the Wainamata system is really important um, for women and is a, a women's place within um, local Aboriginal um, culture. And that really was a key focus for us to be really respectful um, for landscape and then use that as a way to shape the structure of the precinct. So took a lot of mapping and analysis of what um, the existing topography is, where the watercourses lie, um, where existing watercourses are and water features um, and create a structure around that specifically. So rather than building over those creeks and ephemeral streams, um, because a lot of them are dry, um, we created an open space network that knits in that waterscape as well. And then that becomes the framing element for the urban neighbourhoods within the Aerotropolis. And certainly this core, which is the area that Hassel had the key design Design. We were able to position the city centre um, within a frame of a cultural landscape, effectively, um, with the Winamata and Thompson's Creeks immediately adjacent. Um, we then had a range of linear parklands that um, had a very clear water function within them. In doing so, we were then able to knit together all of the other things into an urban neighbourhood like public transport, street networks, active transport connections, um, all of the various land uses like schools and town centres uh, within that framework so that it's really embedded in place. So wherever you are within the Aerotropolis, you understand, oh, there's Matter. You can navigate your way to that. It's a really primary way of experiencing that place on a day-to-day -day basis. Then in terms of, I guess, some of the more functional things, um, because we were able to tie together the green network and the blue network, so public space and creeks, um, that allowed us to work with Sydney Water to integrate the stormwater system into that network as well. Um, so we were able to use land efficiently from that perspective, uh, but also in a way the existing drainage systems across um, the very old landscape that it is at the moment as well. So what we were finding was that when um, we were coming to um, design and define um, stormwater basins, we were able to 
accommodate that within the public realm and use that in a multi-use way where appropriate. Um, and also use uh, slow down water and allow it to permeate, permeate into the soil system as well. Because one of the things that we find with urban neighbourhoods and urban developments is that it actually speeds up stormwater transference across the site and pushes it into creeks. And because the wine matter system is um, so fragile, um, there's a necessity within the aerotropolis to actually try and hold water in and keep it there as much as we can and slow that drainage down so that it's not eroding um, the soil system away and changing the ecology of the creek over time as well. And so all of the streets and the public realm within the aerotropolis were designed to um, hold as much water and create a true water balance so that we're not just forcing water into channels and then out to the ocean, but rather um, allowing it to stay within the landscape. And that as well within the Western Parkland City can help us to do things like urban cooling, um, have uh, more shaded streets and parkland and a much more comfortable place for people to move around um, in a sustainable way as well. You've actually described um, you know, the, the, your strategic approach to flood management, I guess, design in, in, in the, for the aerotropolis, but you know, we've had a lot of rain. Um, <laughs> We've had a lot of rain. We have. Oh, I can tell you we've had a lot of rain and it's been coming through my walls. It's been fantastic. Um, did, have you changed anything that, in terms of design or, the, or, or how you're approaching, um, you know, the flood management in, in, in that area? Because that area does actually flood a bit, doesn't it? I mean, um, yeah, it, it changed. Has, has the past week that we've had in Sydney or should I say the past year that we've had in Sydney, has that changed your approach at all? Yeah, well, certainly we were coming to the project and government had a very good understanding of the potential impact of development in this area, um, particularly on the upper reaches of the flood catchment as well. Um, most of the aerotropolis is in the, the lower areas of the Wainamata catchment, which means um, it's less susceptible to um, direct flooding, but any any development can impact things further on up the stream, if you like, as well. So that, that was a really important consideration, which is water down and allow it to permeate into its existing setting became really critical. So we weren't, weren't causing problems further up stream. Um, but importantly as well, um, just the basic mapping um, and understanding of flood flow paths um, possible maximum flood extents um, and using those components as a way to shape the plan concept design uh, was really critical. So we were able to effectively um, contain urban development natural areas that are really important for ongoing urban resilience in Western Sydney. Um, and in that way, that helps to actually realise the Western Parkland city vision as well, because we can create true parkland systems along the extensive creek networks that are there and use that as a mechanism to connect to community. We can place um, community infrastructure, bike paths, playgrounds, open space 
alongside systems and knit together then the environmental and the recreational aspects of open space um, and then join the community with that um, through placing um, good urban density where there's amenity as well. So we were trying to tie together um, within the urban framework in that regard. That is an interesting vision for, for the precinct, but um, how has your design helped to establish, you know, um, an overall urban design landscape and public public long framework for a more sustainable and livable and pro prosperous, um, dare I say, expanding city? Mm. Again, that area um, is expanded. It's one of those... You know, it's one of those areas where, you know, you drive past one day and it's bushland and then you drive past the next month and it's like, you know, 400 houses that have, been, that have started building. And, you know, it's, it's Sydney's an expanding city. Yeah? So, I mean, how has, you know, your overall vision for this pre precinct helped perhaps change this part of, this part of Sydney? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, in coming to the project um, there are a range of principles that we wanted to see embedded in the design and that encaptured uh, sustainability it looked at connectivity it looked at productivity and livability and it looked at place and built form as well um, so we've we've already talked to some of those sustainability aspects landscape and really emphasizing the wine matter corridor um, but adding to that with um, the approach to the ephemeral creeks and they, they, these were almost lateral systems that extend like green fingers into the urban neighbourhoods. So each, each neighbourhood has a, a place and a point of focus that gives it meaning and it's something that allows people to come together and have a collective sense of self for neighbourhood. Um, allowed us to overlay the connectivity network. So um, public transport, bike paths, um, streets, um, because we then knew what we were trying to connect and where to connect them. Um, and that as well as um, where the centres were. So um, little village centres or town centres next to those um, creeks and parklands and community areas that are well connected. Um, and then in responding to country, um, the network um, and the urban framework responded to land, it responded to water, um, and we were able to shape the built form so that was, there was an ongoing connection between land and sky as well, because it's very big sky country um, out yeah. in the Western Parkland city as well. So good visual connections, um, clear permeability, um, between centres that allow people to move between um, those fundamental elements of place within the Western Parkland City, which is the creeks and the Cumberland Plain, and ensuring that um, what is there is um, retained and enhanced rather than um, being taken away. And so as a result, um, we were able to create um, a neighbourhood that... Um, brought all of those things together, um, but still allowed for a cohesive functioning, um, I guess, metropolis to emerge over time as well. Because this was a, it's a huge area of land that we were 
um, undertaking the precinct planning across. I think it's an equivalent size of from um, the Sydney CBD down to the airport and across um, to Bondi, for example. Um, and we were having to do that, you know, collectively uh, within um, quite a short period of time. So the the planning framework was really about establishing that vision and what those core principles are um, and doing that in a way that um, really defines up the place. And for, for this area, it's about Wynamata and about um, the Cumberland Plain and about ensuring that all of the environmental and other systems are working together um, to make that sustainable over the long term as well. Scott, it sounds like you've basically done everything that should have been done in just about every suburb of Sydney uh, that wasn't done um, or not, not fully implemented. So that's good to hear. But what have you learned from working on this project? And, you know, is it applicable? I mean, you, you've actually said, the, you know, this is the equivalent from going from the CBD to the airport down to Bondi. I mean, that's fairly you know, interesting, interesting part of Sydney. But what have you learned working on this project and how can you apply it to future projects? I think it's about um, having the right principles up front and being true to those to make sure that the design unfolds um, to respect that and always going back and testing and making sure you're true to that um, throughout the design process and being open to the inputs of other disciplines as well um, so that you can acknowledge where you need to improve the plan uh, within that context. So this was done very much in the context of um, design disciplines across architecture, landscape architecture, urban design. We had transport specialists. We had um, design with country specialists, heritage engineers around civil design, um, and then all of government assisting across um, Department of Planning. Um, Sydney Water was a key part of it as well. So um, really being open to input through the design process was a critical part of the success factor, but also having those strong principles to guide the decision-making process um, through it as well. So from a process perspective, I think it is definitely applicable to all projects um, because it's taking a systems-based approach to um, master planning and to urban planning. Um, and in that way, a more resilient and sustainable urban framework can be developed over time. And I think another key aspect, because this is a huge area um, that will develop over time, is providing flexibility within that framework for things that we just haven't contemplated yet as well. We don't know what the problems of 20 years time are necessarily going to be. So um, the plan needs to be robust and, and flexible to account for that. It's not all going to be delivered overnight. It will unfold over decades. Um, but if the structure of the place is the right things with the other right things, um, then it should stand the test of time. On that point, what is your? I mean, there's been a lot said recently, obviously, with, the, with our with our weather weather and flooding. 
in um, Sydney and also wider New South Wales. Uh, what is your take on the development near the Hawkesbury Nepean River? And is there a way that we can prevent what is now a regular flooding pattern for this part of Western Sydney where we all, you know, where the, where the airport is or the Atropolis, Aerotropolis rather? Um, you know, our, from what it looks like, our one, one in a hundred year flood is becoming one in a hundred day flood. So, mm. um, you know, is, is there a way we can, we can prevent this flood, flooding pattern in terms of design, I mean, or at least minimise the impact is, is, or mitigate, if, if, if at all possible, the impacts? Is there a way we can do this through urban design? Yes, there is, definitely. Um, and it's definitely more difficult within, I guess, existing urban settings or existing settlement patterns because you've got the complexities of land ownership and political overlays to consider as well. Um, but I guess from a first principles perspective, um, you try not or you don't develop in the floodplain um, for a start, um, which is certainly the approach um, that's now taken um, across Sydney. Um, however, within existing settlement patterns, then I think there's some probably difficult conversations that need to be had around, do we adapt and defend or do we retreat from those areas that are likely to be more at risk? Or is there a hybrid of those things that needs to be adapted for particular local circumstances as well? Um, and so I think that would need to be worked through on a case-by-case -case basis. But if we take certainly a country-led and a landscape-led approach to that um, design question, um, we can work with community and we can work with government to um, explore and test different ideas about making communities more resilient and more adaptable um, to climate change and to flooding risk over time. Um, there may be locations where there does need to be a taking back of land for landscape and for open space effectively to account for um, flooding events um, and then that may provide opportunities to intensify other areas so that we can create really cohesive villages and urban environments that are sustainable places for people to live in the ongoing future as well. It's a difficult question, um, something that government and a lot of people have been grappling with over a long period of time but it's something that we're going to have to address as the community going forward, because as the last year or two has shown us, it's going to happen more often and more frequently and probably more severely as well. So um, it's something that the design profession as a whole, I think, can contribute to. Okay, Scott Davies, urban designer and Hassel Senior Associate, um, who's making Sydney a much better place. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to Talking Architecture and Design. Until next time, goodbye. I'm Brent Kermelitic and thanks for listening to Talking Architecture and Design, brought to you in association with the Architecture and Design Network. You can catch up with news, projects, interviews and much more at architectureanddesign.com.au where you can also subscribe to our newsletters and magazine.